even if direct to consumer isn't all of your business, I think there's definitely ways to make it a strategic, important part of your business and your marketing strategy at large. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct to consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, I'm welcoming the show Caroline Cotto, the co-founder and COO of Renewal Mill, a company helping fight food waste by upcycling byproducts into nutritious flowers and delicious plant-based products. Welcome to the show, Caroline. Great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. So for those that aren't familiar with Renewal Mill, can you quickly talk about like the types of products you guys are actually bringing to market and selling these days? Absolutely. Yeah. So you uh, rattled off a bunch of buzzwords. But basically, at the heart of it, what we sell is um, gluten-free flours and vegan and gluten-free baking mixes and ready-to-eat cookies. And all of those products are kind of harvested, uh, for lack of a better word, from the food system. So we're looking for um, byproducts of other processes like making plant-based milk that would have otherwise gone to waste and finding ways to turn them into new delicious products. Absolutely. So take me back in time. Where the idea, the concept for building this business come from? Absolutely. So I have a co-founder named Claire and Claire started Boston's first organic juice company. So she was taking a lot of care to source locally grown organic produce and then juicing it. And so at the end of every day, she was left with a giant mountain of fruit and vegetable pulp that she couldn't use. And so she tried trying to bake it into muffins or use it in crackers, but there was just way too much of it. Um, and it was painful, not only from an economic perspective, because it was you know really expensive produce, but also from an environmental perspective to, to throw all of this out. Um, we then had a fortuitous conversation with the owner of a tofu company. And he was essentially like, that's very cute, Claire. You think you waste a lot in your tiny one-off juicing business. You know, I'm wasting tons and tons of pulp um, on the magnitude of like 50 to 60 tons of pulp a week at my soy milk and tofu facility. Um, and that is just going directly to landfill. Um, and we said, there has to be a better way to keep all of that valuable nutrition in the supply chain because we're actually processing most of the fiber and protein out of our food. Um, so the idea for Renewal Mill was born to figure out how can we take this this pulp and turn it into something that we can use to feed people. Yeah, that's a fantastic idea. So did you and your partner have an idea of what maybe the first product would be? Or walk me through the next steps of we have a great opportunity here with these byproducts and we know there's something we can do with them. How'd you get to like an actual thing to sell? For sure. So we actually started with that soybean pulp left over when you make soy milk, which is the first step of making tofu. So we got our hands on some of it, quickly realized that it's actually a uh, traditional Japanese product. So if you made soy milk at home in a country like Japan, you would never throw away the pulp. You would use it by like sauteing it with vegetables or using it in baking. Um, and so we just started to play around with it and realized that we needed to make it shelf stable as quickly as possible because when it comes off of the processing line, it's about 80% water. So it starts spoiling very quickly. 
So our first step was, how can we make this shelf stable and then mill it down into a form that would be familiar for American home cooks? Um, so that ended up being flour. And then we started baking with it, all sorts of things from your chocolate chip cookie to your banana bread to, um, you know, pizza doughs and, and quickly found that it had a really neutral taste, but was packed with all of this nutrition. Um, and so that product, the name for it is Okara, which is the traditional Japanese name. Um, and we sell it as Okara flour on its own. But then we quickly realized, um, you know, bringing a novel ingredient to market that no one's ever heard of is, is challenging. So we needed familiar vehicles to introduce this novel ingredient. And that's when we launched our ready to eat cookies that feature the Okara flour, as well as our baking mixes, which are super easy to use. So just add oil and just add water. Um, and you can have homemade delicious baked goods in, in minutes. Well, that's amazing. Now, that sounds simple enough, but I'm sure it wasn't that simple and I'm sure it wasn't as quick. So how long was the kind of ideation process and how many kind of trials of baking with this product did you go through before you started to get and hone in on what you were going to launch with? Yeah. So Renewal Mill has actually been around for 7 years at this point. The first two years of the company were grant funded and we were really just figuring out how do we commercialize this flour? How do we take it from its wet form in the factory and turn it into something shelf-stable and functional? Um, and that took about two years. And then we started... We thought we were going to be an ingredients company and just sell it B2B. Um, but we quickly realized that in order to drive demand on the B2B side, we needed a consumer-facing product to build the market for upcycled food. And that's really where our e-commerce website um, came into play as well. So we launched um, renewalmill.com to, to share all of these products directly with consumers and sort of get them to help us drive the demand back to larger companies that upcycled food is something that they were looking for. Um, so it's, it's been a labor of love. Um, I think, you know, we really spent the last five years, um, not only building our business, but helping create the Upcycled Food Association, which is the only trade association for upcycled food businesses. Um, and under that launch a certification for upcycled food to help drive awareness and trial. Um, and then really just figuring out creative ways to get these products into people's hands that they could um, become brand evangelists for us through like limited time offerings on our website and, and things like that. Amazing. You guys are doing so much good work over there. Now, talk me through the go-to-market strategy. And maybe we, we work through them individually because you've got the business-to-business -business side and then you've got the business-to-customer side. So... The original the original model was to be an ingredients com company that's traditional B2B sales. So when you're launching a, a business like this, what was kind of your your go-to-market strategy and your tactic to try to get those wholesale accounts? Yeah, I think especially before the pandemic, on-site sales was really important <laughs> for us because we quickly found if we sent this unknown ingredient to like the R&D department of some large company, they would just put it on their shelf and say like, thanks, um, and never actually use it. So we had to like be really strategic about going to them and bringing them products made with our ingredients to show them how easy it would be to use this ingredient. But we also found that the average sales cycle of ingredients in our space was about three to five years. And so we were like, we need some way to generate revenue in the short term, which is really where the, the B2C side of the business 
um, popped up in order to kind of have the time and the bandwidth and the funding to work on some of these like larger fish accounts on the ingredient side, um, because it's just a much slower cycle. There's a lot of um, stakeholders who need to to give their approval when you're working with um, larger companies that are sourcing new ingredients for the first time. Hey there, merchant. Are you tired of trying to navigate the wild world of e-commerce on your own? Are you looking for a partner to help you achieve your goals? Look no further than the Shopify Plus agency, Electric Eye. Our team has a proven track record of helping our clients make millions with strategic design and development. Whether you're migrating from a legacy platform to Shopify, designing a new theme for your store, or just looking to optimize what you already have, Electric Eye is the perfect partner for you. Electric Eye are true Shopify experts. Not only is our Shopify knowledge unparalleled, but we have partnerships with all the best tech in the Shopify ecosystem. And don't worry, we're easy to get a hold of. Our clients rave about our fast communication. So here's the deal. If you're an e-commerce business doing over $1 million a year, you can receive a complimentary Shopify diagnostic from our team of experts. That's free, personalized strategic recommendations to improve your store and grow your business. To get started, head on over to electriceye.io slash connect to schedule an intro call with one of our experts. That's electriceye.io slash connect. If you don't know what that sound is, you might be listening to the wrong podcast. That is the sound of another sale on your Shopify store. That's right, folks. We finally made it. Shopify is a sponsor of today's episode of Honest E-Commerce. And I'm here today to talk about Shopify's point of sale solution. Shopify point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. This has been a huge issue for clients of our agency in the past. You need your inventory to be synced in real time and Shopify POS does just that. Connect with customers in-store and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. You can get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success at every step along the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash honest, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash honest, H-O-N-E-S-T, to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash honest. All right. I want you to picture this. You're an e-commerce merchant juggling multiple platforms to manage your email marketing, SMS campaigns, and product reviews. It's a time-consuming and costly ordeal. But with Sendlane, those days of chaos are long gone. Sendlane brings together the power of email, SMS, and reviews all in one convenient place. So you can say goodbye to the hassle of separate tools and hello to simplified operations, increased efficiency, unified customer experience, and huge savings. And I haven't even gotten to the best part. With the all-new free Sendlane reviews, you can leverage social proof to build trust and credibility with potential customers. Let me say that again. Free product reviews. With Sendlane, you pay for email and SMS and you get reviews for free. Sendlane understands that customer feedback is essential for the success of any e-commerce business. 
That's why they've made it an integral part of their platform without any additional cost to you. By unifying these key components of your tech stack, Sendlane helps you save time and money all while generating more revenue. Don't let your e-commerce tech stack hold you back. Embrace the unifying force of Sendlane and take your business to new heights. Sign up today and experience the power of streamlined operations, increased efficiency, and revenue growth. Visit Sendlane.com honest to learn more and schedule your free consultation with a Sendlane expert. That's Sendlane.com honest. Absolutely. So all roads lead to building your own direct consumer business. And that's obviously a lot of what we talk about here on the podcast. So as you are shifting gears and kind of re-approaching the business model and you're launching this direct-to-consumer side of the business, you obviously have to make these uh, kind of consumer-facing products that are a little bit different than the wholesale products. Um, and then you have to get eyeballs on them, right? And I think that's one of the hardest things that a lot of our listeners do is how do they, how did you drive those eyeballs? For sure. Yeah. We had a lot of barriers up against us. Like first, this unknown ingredient. Second, what is upcycled food? Why should I care? Are you asking me to eat trash? <laughs> All of those. So <laughs> lots of, lots of pieces to educate the consumer on. Um, and I think what we really figured out was, Similarly to, to giving Okara flour or this unknown ingredient to R&D professionals, if we gave it to home cooks, they had no idea what to do with it. I mean, we had a very small subset of Japanese American customers who are very loyal and are familiar with it from like childhood. But outside of that, people are like, what is okra flour? I have no idea what you're talking about. So we decided to lower that barrier to entry in two ways. The one way was um, ready to eat cookies. And so that was, we actually originally introduced those in a food service channel. So people could get them as snacks in their offices. Um, and, you know, they would have it with their afternoon coffee and say, Oh, this is really good. And then drive trial to our website from that. So using like on pack marketing. Um, and then the second way was through our baking mixes because we said, you know, there's a lot of like nuance with using a pure flour, but with the baking mixes, it's super easy. Um, and so we use the baking mixes actually as a platform to do a lot of partnerships as well to bring, um, different audiences to our website. So we partnered with a lot of, um, spice companies or like unique vegan chocolate suppliers or, um, unique sugar suppliers as a way to kind of educate their audience about upcycled food and vice versa. Um, we could, like, we could use them, um, to bring people to our website to educate them about our products and, and vice versa. Absolutely. It sounds you guys have tried a lot and done a lot in building this business over the last 7 years. Looking back, is there anything that stands out of like maybe a mistake you made along the way that you want to like help our listeners maybe not make? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Lots of mistakes that uh, come to mind. I think um you know, challenges on I think partnerships for us have been both a win and a challenge. I think, you know, we we found early success with them and so we're doing a lot of co-branded um marketing. And, and realize pretty early on that, um, you know, we have to be careful about not losing our own brand in that process and making sure that we still, um, stick out. So, uh, a lot of it has come down to how do we tell that message on our website and on our packaging, um, instead of making like simple tweaks, like instead of making the logos equal size, like making ours, you know, definitely the more prominent one and, 
using more of the like Intel inside model to have some sort of like call out for our partners. Um, I think we have, we have so many different brand messages, um, whether it be, you know, environmental sustainability, vegan, gluten free, women owned, all of these different things. And so I think one challenge has been, how do we really hone in on what the hierarchy of those messages should be for our consumers? And what we found was that after a lot of surveying our direct to consumer customers, that what they care about most of all is taste and premiumness. Um, above all else. And so we've actually recently changed a lot of our messaging and um, on-pack marketing to talk about the fact that our mixes are crafted by a five times James Beard award-winning cookbook author and that they taste absolutely delicious, like the best mix you've had, whether or not it's vegan or gluten-free and moved a lot of that other messaging um, into the background. So for people who really care to do that double click, they'll find that information. But we're, we're not leading with it as much as we were. Um, and the other thing is we are leaning hard into the upcycled messaging because that is our differentiator on shelf. Um, and so trying to figure out how can we really tell the impact side of our story in a way that resonates with consumers. So building out more robust um, data on our website for people to talk about like how much water is being saved and how much food waste is being diverted. Um, so that it's really, truly a better for you, better for the planet option that you can kind of get behind. Absolutely. Your, your marketing background really shined with that answer. <laughs> um, can you tell the listeners just the power of interviewing your customers? Yeah, definitely, definitely interview your customers. I would say we thought, and like, if you had asked me who is the renewal mill customer, I would have said eco conscious millennials. Um, and it turns out that especially for our baking products, our consumers are actually like 50 to 65 year old women who are baking for people in their lives with, you know, dietary restrictions or they have like a vegan granddaughter and they don't know <laughs> what, uh, what they eat or they know that like their Gen Z people in their life really care about sustainability. Um, which was surprising to me, um, and definitely has informed how we market to them, you know, through our website. Like those people don't necessarily live on Instagram. <laughs> They're more of like the Facebook users or they actually like look in traditional print media. Um, and so when we're thinking about how do we drive traffic to the website, um, it's also like imperative that we know where our customers live online and offline. That's amazing. Now, is there anything that I didn't ask you about today that you think would resonate with our audience? Yeah, I think we also have realized like what to use the website for and what not to use the website for. Um, so for our business, we do sell into traditional retail as well. And in, through extensive surveying of our customers, we found that a lot of people like to use, to purchase baking mixes as more of an impulse thing. Like they have a kid's birthday party coming up and so they want to grab a cake mix when they're in the store versus like really planning ahead and ordering online. Um, but we've also found that they love like gifting through for using our products for gifting. Um, and so we have done a lot of like limited time offering. So we try to release something new every quarter to keep those really um, sticky customers coming back for those like products that they can only get on our website while keeping our like core mixes in more traditional retail outlets like Whole Foods and, and others. Um, so I would say like, you know, even if the website, like even if direct to consumer isn't 
all of your business, I think there's definitely ways to make it a strategic, important part of your business and your marketing strategy at large. Absolutely, Caroline. Now, if I'm listening to this podcast and you've like spiked my curiosity about the products, where should I go to support you? Yeah. So you can find us at RenewalMill.com. Um, we offer all our products there. And then we're also sold nationwide in Whole Foods Market with our flours and our baking mixes um, and also on Amazon. Thanks for having me. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own businesses. You can find all the links in the show notes. You can subscribe to the newsletter at honestycommerce.co to get each episode delivered right into your inbox. If you're enjoying this content, consider leaving a review on iTunes that really helps us out. Lastly, if you're a store owner looking for an amazing partner to help you get your Shopify store to the next level, reach out to Electric Eye at electriceye.io. Until next time.